Are you looking for the raw truth about the U.S. healthcare system? Medical practice manager, owner, entrepreneur, and author James Egidio, with 23 plus years in the medical field, educates and informs his listeners about the changes, trends, and truth about the United States healthcare system. James interviews medical experts in various fields of the healthcare industry doctors, nurses, medical specialists, scientists, and professors that discuss the state of the U.S. healthcare system today, tomorrow, and in the future. Hi, I'm James Egidio, your host, the Medical Truth Podcast, the podcast that tells the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth about the American healthcare system. According to the CDC, it is estimated that 6 million children between the ages of 3 and 17 years old were diagnosed with ADHD using data from 2016 through 2019. Of the 6 million children, 63% received prescription medication, primarily stimulants or amphetamine-derived substances such as Adderall and Ritalin. My guest is recognized as a prominent authority on improving mental health outcomes by augmenting traditional psychopharmacological medications, and psychotherapy with nutritional medicine and metabolic interventions. As a health system leader, he served for 19 years as Chief Medical Officer and Vice President Medical Services for Walden Behavioral Health. He received his medical degree and completed his adult psychiatry residency at George Washington University in Washington, D.C., as well as completed fellowship in child and adolescent psychiatry at John Hopkins Medical School. He currently served as an assistant clinical professor of psychiatry at Tufts University School of Medicine and Dartmouth College Geisel School of Medicine. He is a sought-after speaker for major behavioral health conferences around the world and the author of seven books, including Finally Focused, The Breakthrough Natural Treatment Plan for ADHD. It is my pleasure to introduce my guest, Dr. James Greenblatt. Hi, Dr. Greenblatt. How are you doing? Hi. Great to be with you today. Thank you. Thank you, sir. Thanks. So tell the listening and viewing audience a little bit about Finally Focus, the break, Breakthrough Natural Treatment Plan for ADHD. Sure. As a child psychiatrist, I've been treating ADHD now for almost 30 years and talking about many of the kind of nutritional interventions and metabolic interventions in the book for that entire time. But it was only within the past kind of 10 years where the scientific research supported everything that we were saying. That's why we decided to write the book to help educate parents and professionals on what we call an integrative medical model for the treatment of ADHD. Okay. What are some of the short-term and long-term side effects of the traditional medications prescribed for ADHD in pediatric patients? Because you hear a lot of sentiment about them being amphetamine-based medications and whatnot. Yeah, they're absolutely amphetamines and they're, they do work. And that's the good and the bad news. So the medications approved for the treatment of ADHD from young children to adults are stimulants and they're amphetamine-based. And they only work when someone's taking the medication. So they're just symptomatic improvement. And our goal in an integrative medicine program is to look at the underlying cause. So the medications 
relieve the symptoms for a majority of kids, but it does nothing with what's contributing to the ADHD symptoms. So as soon as they're off the medicine, the symptoms return. So when you say integrative medicine, tell the audience a little bit about the listening audience and the viewing audience, a little bit about what you integrate with those traditional medications for ADHD. Sure. It's quite a long list and every child is different. I think that my goal is to work with the parents and the child, and I'm not going to withhold medicine if the child is suffering and needs it. But we try to look at underlying issues. Many of those are nutritional deficiencies, magnesium, a trace mineral being the most common that we see with ADHD kids, essential fatty acids, what we talk about what's in fish oil, omega-3s, as well as kind of food allergies, food additives, problems with the gut, a genetic vulnerabilities, long list. And our job is to work with parents and pediatricians to work our way through that list of primarily nutritional deficiencies that might be contributing to what we're calling ADHD. Okay. And you mentioned the magnesium. And it's interesting because me personally, in the last month, serendipitously, I said, you know what, I'm going to do a little research. And I was in the nutritional supplement industry for a while back in the late 80s, early 90s. Did a little research on magnesium and for sleep and restless sleep, and I wanted a more deeper sleep. And I tried melatonin and some other supplements. And then I said, let me try magnesium. And I can't believe the effects of magnesium. It just like really calmed me down. It was like, just had a real calming effect on me. So yeah, that's wonderful that you're integrating these natural supplements or natural supplements along with the pharmaceuticals. And that's of course, refreshing for, I'm sure, a lot of parents out there listening and watching this. Plus, the fact they could get them over the counter when they need to get them. How much of an impact, or actually, let me go back a little bit. How much of a role does diet and food additives, things like dyes and pesticides and foods and processed foods, play in pediatric ADHD? Sure. In comparison to magnesium, which you mentioned, in my experience, Treating thousands of kids, I would say over 90% benefit from magnesium. I don't know that if there's genetics, but clearly based on testing and clinical, most children would benefit from magnesium. And that's why it's the first chapter in the book. You don't need to do any testing. When you mentioned right. food additives, food dyes, when I started in the 80s, there was the Feingold diet and food additives were a real concern for parents. But eventually scientists were able to do the research and found out there's just a percentage, 8, 10% of kids who have this genetic vulnerability to not process these food additives and dyes, and then they do have behavioral problems associated with them. So it's not 100% of kids with ADHD, you're gonna remove food additives and dyes and they'll get better, but parents were right 30 years ago, there is a percentage of kids that you give these additives and dyes and the behavior will get worse. Yeah. Also, I believe I was reading as well something about some amino acid supplements as for the replenishment of, let's say, serotonin and dopamine in the brain. What's your take on that as far as... Yeah, no, it's a really important part of um, how we would assess and treat a child or a child with ADHD because the medications that we use, the stimulants that you mentioned, they tend to increase 
the neurotransmitters, dopamine, norepinephrine, to improve tension and focus. So we can also affect these neurotransmitters by supplemental amino acids. And for ADHD, we typically might use amino acids like tyrosine Mm -hmm. or phenylalanine, which would help the body make more dopamine. So that's been an important part of the therapy as well. But it's probably not going to help some of the core symptoms of ADHD. Uh, But it will help sleep disturbances for short term because the vast majority of kids with ADHD do struggle with sleep. And as they get older through adolescence, their sleep disruption really impairs much of their performance in school. Yeah. So you do see a a vast improvement. Actually, that's going to be one of my questions for you is what kind of results have you seen with the natural breakthrough treatment plan for you? My career is pretty much based on the this work and training other doctors how to do it as well. If you don't become rigid and say, my child's never going to take medicine or my child is never going to take a supplement, the integration of our medical model with these supplements all the time can improve behavior and help with side effects to the medicine. And for over 50%, I have found that it can completely eliminate the need for medication. Wow, that's great. That's awesome. Why magnesium? I think lots of reasons. Magnesium is, I think, the most common deficiency in the United States because, one, it's not put back in the soils when we farm. And two, the foods that are high magnesium are not part of our standard diet of processed food. So it's the kind of the whole grains and the leafy greens. And then I think probably the most important is stress. Magnesium is the first mineral we lose when we're under stress. And you think about these ADHD kids, whether they're doing well or school or not, they're chronically under stress. We just, our body is cortisol, goes up, we deplete magnesium. So there are lots of reasons that this essential mineral is deficient. And as I said, I find it the most efficient trace mineral in my practice, treating all of childhood psychiatric illnesses, ADHD, depression, or anxiety. Yeah, it sounds like they're all interrelated because you have... Someone who is deficient, let's say, in this magnesium, because they're not getting it from food sources, and you have high levels of stress, which creates insomnia, which creates a cascading effect of other health-related issues, because these are all important. Sleep is important, obviously, and it just leads to more pathology, it sounds like. Absolutely. I think some of the... um just that from sleep hygiene to exercise, some basic lifestyle changes can affect and improve symptoms of ADHD for many kids. And the opposite is also true. A ultra-processed diet, poor sleep, stress will just aggravate the symptoms. Yeah. How much of an impact does the overuse and addiction to online video games, social media, and the internet have on ADHD in children? Because you see a lot of this, a lot of, in fact, my stepson plays a lot of video games and doesn't get much sleep because of that. But how much of an impact do these environmental, I'll call them environmental stimuli, have ADHD or is they related? I think what we're typically finding is that some of the ADHD kids are much more prone to being stuck on some of these video games. It captures their attention. It helps them focus. They're usually pretty good at it. And so it's often the ADHD is related to some of these kids that develop problems and hard to get off the games. But clearly, our ability to monitor and help parents understand the role of 
everything from social media to video games is really important and is increasingly one affecting sleep, affecting other behaviors, but it kind of fuels some of the underlying problems with the ADHD kid who has trouble focusing on school and other kind of less exciting tasks. So it's like the what came first, the chicken or the egg, as far as do you see more addiction due to ADHD or is ADHD the cause of addiction? Or I know we're... Yeah, I don't think we have good research to support either, but I think both theories play a role. I think our ADHD kids are more impulsive and have trouble focusing. So anything that's going to capture their attention, they will sustain. And it certainly, the attention span kind of dissipates pretty quickly if someone is spending a lot of time on video games when they try to shift to something that's not as exciting. Okay. What advice do you have for parents and their children when it comes to being diagnosed with ADHD? I think the most important thing I can share with parents after thousands and thousands of patients in many years is that it's important to educate yourself on ADHD, but don't compare either supplements or drugs with your neighbor because every child is different. When we look at an integrative approach, we might see one child that's deficient in magnesium or vitamin D, another child having food allergies or responding to food additives. So keep the your child as unique as the core path as you explore the behavioral therapies that'll help, understanding that ADHD, I think, needs to be looked at as a disability. So the punishments have to be understood with somebody who doesn't always understand consequences. So the real core concept is your child is unique and will need your help. And you have to explore with that child how to find the best. Yeah. So it's a all before you walk approach is identifying the issue first through the symptoms that you lay out in your book. And then going from there. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. In your book, you're quoted as saying ADHD is not a behavioral problem or discipline problem. ADHD is a medical disorder in which genetic, neurological, nutritional, and environmental factors imbalance the brain, causing imbalanced behavior. In that statement, which one, genetic, neurological, nutritional, or environmental, has the biggest influence on ADHD as a whole? Which one has the biggest influence? Yeah, it's like choosing your favorite child. I don't think we can. I think it's clearly a genetic vulnerability for most, not all. And then mm-hmm. what is that interaction with the environment? And for, again, one child, it could be a nutritional deficiency. For another child, it could be stress. It could be elevations of copper in the water or lead. So it really it's has to be seen as a combination of all these factors, both in your kind of diagnosis and treatment plan, but again, a genetic vulnerability with environmental risk factors that we can look for now and treat. Yeah. Excellent. My guest, Dr. James Greenblatt, the book is called The Breakthrough Natural Treatment Plan for ADHD. You can find it on Amazon. You can also find it at medicaltruthpodcast.com. There'll be a link to his Amazon page. I really appreciate your time for spending and going over all this. It's awesome. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. Good luck with the podcast. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Medical Truth Podcast. 
Make sure you subscribe to the podcast at www.medicaltruthpodcast.com so you don't miss any future episodes. And share with family and friends to keep them informed as well. Until next time. Thank you.